and I never ate kale again. I'm James. And my name is Keen, and I am not wearing distressed denim because it's 2020. Think about it. <laughs> uh, welcome to this is that part of the RuPaul's Drag Race Reaction Podcast. It's episode 11 of season 12 of the US version of Drag Race. We're almost at the end, James. The end is in sight. Almost, almost to the finish line. Um, I think that we can all agree that if there was one thing we were doing in this episode, we were whoopee crushing. No! <laughs> Out of all the things you've tried to make happen, this is by far the most offensive. <laughs> really? I just don't, I just think it's so funny. I'm like, why, 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 it, no. Hashtag Whoopi Christian 2020. Because you, you couldn't be like, I'm Crystal Crushing. I'm, you know, I'm Rue Crushing. No one says that. I, like, I'm Crushing on Rue. Like, that's the, that's the syntax. No, because it's a Whoopi Cushion. No, I get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like, it's like what makes it funny is that like, it's a Whoopi cushion, and that Whoopi Goldberg was. Okay, a, Nicki Minaj, a... you don't need to explain your own joke to me. <laughs> uh, this week we are joined by my nemesis, Alexis Riva, who stole my gala award from for digital change making earlier in the year. Um, she's a YouTuber who's been sharing her transition in videos on her YouTube channel, and then is active in, in other social media around that as well. Um, and she was a delight on the night when she stole my award, and remains a delight to this day. Thank you, Alexis, for coming on to the show. How have you been finding this season so far? Well, um, I will be honest, I'm not enjoying it as much. Uh, having that little tease of uh, the UK drag race has kind of just like created such a high standard for me. Uh, I didn't know I wanted something so different uh, until uh, that came along and now just kind of going back to it. Um, it just seems so scripted. But... Um, the queens I am loving about this season. Um, it doesn't seem as like, oh, let's make it sad for sad sake and let's talk about something you went through or some trauma. Um, but the queens, yeah, they, they picked a good, uh, yeah, a good batch. It's a, of... it's a good batch of queens, and you are right. I think that when you see, I think the um, the UK one was less produced or something. And the U, the, the U, or the US one, you can see the storylines and you can see the different things being put together and all, all the stuff I've been giving out about the um, the kind of product placement and the real kind of you know segments of the show being sold off like that does get kind of that gets tiresome after after a while I find as well. But the queens I'm finding as well, I, I'm loving them and and Rue's loving them apparently. Rue apparently had an emotional connection to this group of queens. Who knew? So the episode opens up with the post lip sync chat and as often is the case after a double chante we get some expressions from Gigi of frustration that there are still six of them there mm-hmm. is it is this is that ever gonna not be the case i think so i enjoyed jada's um description how just because you wave your friend off at the airport it doesn't mean you don't love them anymore <laughs> or any less i was like i was like yeah because um, I do think kind of at this stage you just need to accept that um, both the the double chante queens need to accept that people will feel a bit sort of pissed off that they're still there and the other queens need to accept that it is probably going to happen Alexis did you think that that lip sync last week deserved a double chante? 100 100% I am the biggest uh, Jackie Cox fan I am I'm so obsessed Um so I was like, 
I'm so embarrassed to say because I've never got so connected to one person. But like I cried when they got through because I was like, no, they were going. And then they got to stay and I just started crying. <laughs> and I was like, yes, oh my God, it was so good. So yeah, well deserved. Um, obviously, I think other people should have been uh, in the, the bottom two and that they should have been gone. Um, but who was left should have stayed, I guess. Yeah, we see the return of the puppet challenge as well this week. And yeah, I don't know. It felt a bit lackluster. Mm. What did you think? I summed it up in my notes with stop, stop. It's already dead. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. It was really awkward um, <laughs> to an extent. Um, the puppets didn't really look too much uh, the like. The actual contestants this year, I felt like yeah. other years they did kind of get them little elements. So they were relying a lot on it, um, them getting their mannerisms and actually like their jokes landing. But um, they, no. they weren't <laughs> as much. I thought the majority, so obviously Jackie won and the main joke Jackie was going with was that Sherry didn't seem to recognise other queens from... New York but I think that's a reference to something that's already been edited out of the show so we didn't really get that so we didn't really see why Jackie's was so funny because I mean the queens were loving it and Rue was loving it but we didn't really see yeah it. and all the other queens were, were loving it as well you are right um yeah I I, I was trying to I, I didn't really get any of the the humor between any of them that being said so if they did edit out the like core piece of what would have made uh Jackie's sherry funny they they must have edited out everyone else's as well i actually thought crystal was quite good i wouldn't have had crystal down as the the one i would expect for the comedy but i thought she was quite good the way she sort of read jada for the look over there and for wearing the earrings twice in the challenge um i thought that her her look was the best her puppet looked the most like jada like like she 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 did a terrific job in making the the puppet into the making the puppet into the contestant um Poor old Heidi's crystal look absolutely <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> also, I'll give Sherry one compliment of the whole season. Uh, not a massive fan of Sherry, but like that that dusted uh, the the powder coming off the puppet was brilliant. Because I say I say it every week. I'm like, oh my god, you need to calm down on that powder. You look so dusted. And it was a classic sort of Sherry edit again where it was like she says one thing funny and you get the message yeah. and then we move on to somebody else no they they it, it's kind of getting more and more awkward now as we move into the finale or into the, the last sort of five six and five for the the last six that they have to give so much time to sherry and you you kind of can't avoid her so she's and it is now i suppose coming back to bite them how much they've had to edit out of her in the past and then for us as viewers as well you kind of almost forget that she's there and then suddenly she's on screen. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, because now she's getting so much screen time. It's like, uh, who is this person? Oh, where did... And like, it's like last week she was pretty present. This week she like got quite a bit of, of screen time again as well. So, you know, it's a... It's a um, she's... I, I don't know. It, it must be... It's a, it's a frustrating situation for them to find them in, as we would have said all along. I still feel that she got like less than a sixth of the edit. Like, I still feel they're still trying to edge her out. But yeah, obviously it's less and it's it's not as much as usual. Yeah, but I I do th- I think that they must as well have had to like there was very very little of the kind of queen queen on queen interactions this week if you know what I mean like there was no sort of like work there was very little workroom chat there was very little um 
like at any stage there was no kind of them all talking together in the workroom and I wonder if that's because with such a small number Sherry is just a part of everything that's happening so they can't drag storylines and, and stuff out too much and maybe it was Sherry's turn to have her sort of mirror moment yeah, and they that could just be true. cut it out like, like, Go back to old reliable Jackie. <laughs> also, I think like most of Sherry's um, one-liners have gone to Heidi because Heidi gets like 16 yeah. one-liners in one episode. <laughs> oh, he Piffany. I love her though. She's so funny. <laughs> so because Jackie won the challenge, she got to choose the order of the queens who are going to be performing in the one queen show. Jackie chose to go first. Alexis, do you think that was the right decision? Um... It's a big thing to take on, but uh, definitely, I'm being very biased. I think that she was um, strong enough to take any position, um, and uh, I'm happy enough with what she did. Uh, she kind of like took a, an easy way out at the same time, uh, letting the other queens pick their own positions. Uh, so she kind of takes a bit of drama off her own shoulders because she knows what happens in the past when you're kind of over to controlling uh, as a captain of the team because they always just drag you down, basically. See, I would want to go second last. I think it'll build a bit of momentum for you. People will be warmed up by the time they get to you. You'll be more memorable by the end because, you know, you're close to the end, but you're not actually the last Mm -hmm. act. So there isn't a lot of sort of big onus on you. Yeah. Plus the second last slot is 20 minutes long. So you have loads of time to work. (laughs) (laughs) You have loads of time to work around it. (laughs) So then there's a bit of a tough love sort of workshop with the Queens and Rue and Whoopi. And it was interesting to see Rue... Interesting to see that Rue actually sat in on the coaching lesson. I I had that I had that written down here. Yeah, it's it's weird that because Rue doesn't really ever get his hands dirty in that way, or at least hasn't since maybe season two, three, four. Like that's the last time. Or what was it? There was one challenge that Rue sat in on. Shakespeare was the last thing I think that Rue sat in on. So sometimes he would have sat in on the other sort of tasks, but just in the background and the okay, Queen's can okay. see him, but like he's not on shot just to sort of see what was going on behind the scenes. But that wasn't mm-hmm. the case this time. I guess if Whoopi's there and you know, those Queens, they were all Whoopi crushing. Oh God. <laughs> Did you write that down? <laughs> oh just yeah. <laughs> I absolutely did. I wrote it down and I've, I have, a, I have oh, a two lines underneath it and an exclamation point. And that's going to be in the like description on Instagram people as Great. well. You'll see Whoopi Cushion everywhere. Looking forward to that. <laughs> I, I can't help myself. Um, but I, Alexis, you were saying that Jackie is, is among your favourites. She yeah. had a very rough time in the in the run through. She did. Did you feel that that was setting herself up for a fail or did you feel that this was going to be a redemption? I felt like it's going to be an edit, definitely. Um, I was like, have a bad practice. The real thing will be perfect. Um, and yeah, you you can you can really like I'm so opt no pessimistic when it comes to the edits with RuPaul's Drag Race because everything is so like overplanned. I felt so. Um, I straight away went to that mindset that they're like kind of playing it up that um, it's a lot worse than it went and that she's gonna have a massive redemption from it yeah i kind of felt the same with jada like i thought the whole oh jada going last was an edit and then she'd actually end up doing not so badly but you know it's hard to tell sometimes between which edits they're really pushing to be bad or which edits they are using as their sort of bait and switch edits. yeah but the thing with jada is it's only in the last two weeks i'm asking myself who where why who like who is this person like i have not been paying attention to jada at all 
um, throughout the whole season, um, she hasn't been in my tops at all. Uh, so I'm not like a, the biggest fan of Jada. So even like little side jokes like, look over there, is getting so old to me already. Um, mm. I'm just like not down for Jada for some reason. Um, same with Heidi. Same with Heidi? Oh same with, God. I can't. Very exiled. I can't stand Heidi. I'm not going to say anything about Crystal because I know you're all like fangirling. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Alex, where do you sort of land on the, the Crystal debate? Are you a fan of Crystal? Crystal. I like Crystal. I like the differences, but I just feel like um, if this was any other year, they'd be like, you need to stop being so quirky. You need to stop being so different. You need to be normal. And like, it's just since that, I don't even know what that last winner was. Um, other, yeah. yeah um, it's now okay. Um, Sharon gave you a bit of that a few years ago, but like Evie, Oh, I couldn't. Oh, she drives me mad. I couldn't stand her. So I'm getting that kind of vibe from Crystal, but Crystal actually is funny. Oh, you see James now. He's like one of those sort of <laughs> boiling teapots. I'm going to agree with you that, yes, I, but I think Evie, uh, Evie's style and art and stuff is, 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 um, is really interesting, but her personality wasn't great. And she does come off now, as you see her kind of behaving out in the real world, as sort of a bit of an entitled bitch. And she she doesn't seem... I don't know, like, she's not well-loved or well-regarded. Whereas I think Crystal has the artistry and the creativity. We see clearly that she has the, the, the talent in, in lots of different areas. And she just seems so lovely. I will say that this is the third time she's been relying on the mullet, and I am kind of a bit like... But third, third time <laughs> she's been doing it the whole way through. Rue needs to calm the fact down on comparing her to that singer or de- them singers. I don't even know who they am because I'm so young. I don't even know who they are. <laughs> Actually, that was funny when when she was in her like run through bit with Whoopi and um, and Rue, and Rue was like, "Hey, Crystal, what would Elder Barge do?" And Crystal just looked so blank as like. Oh yeah. shit! Gonna, I'm so done. He's gonna figure out that I don't know who Elder Barge is. <laughs> so then we get to the actual sort of main show, and lo and behold, who's there? Is Dalia Sindress as a broccoli again? I mean, they're really oh trying God. to make it happen. It's great. I love it. Really? It's such a. It's like a Vanjie thing. They're really trying to make a thing. Do you think it's really forced? Oh, it's so forced, but they're making a thing. They want a thing for this season. But it must actually be her there like i thought in the past they yeah. just were using previous edits no but she seems to actually be getting back into that costume and putting the makeup back on uh, maybe each time or like doing it in, in chunks no that that is true no no one is asking for it um i i i like how ridiculous it is but i wish that the, it, it 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 feels very kind of like they obviously had to decide ahead of time this is gonna kill and we're gonna like you know we're gonna keep putting it back in and they had to do that ahead of time with the Vanjie thing as well because they had to like edit it all in and keep all the stuff in so they had to know that it was going to work so I feel like they've probably thought oh that this is what happened for that but it just I don't I don't feel like it's been yeah I don't I don't feel like it's been received in any way yeah but you think she'd be happy with doing it like I mean it's not like typecasting yourself I know obviously you know you can use it to make yourself merch or a brand or whatever but still like she doesn't seem to be leaning into it on the Instagram True. 
Yeah, maybe she can make some sort of dehydrated, like, do you know what it is, dehydrated mangoes? Maybe she can make herself some, like, dehydrated broccoli brand or something like that, Dahlia Sin's broccoli. It, it, yeah, it, it is funny, though, because I remember, <laughs> actually, this has literally just occurred to me, breaking, breaking facts. I remember watching, I think it was Review of the Jew, she got, like, she went on and on and on about how much she hated this broccoli costume and how she was never wearing the broccoli costume again and how she couldn't even look at the broccoli costume and I thought to myself that's a lot of hate for a costume you wore once but now it appears she was wearing it like for nearly like a month <laughs> so no wonder she's scarred by the broccoli costume <laughs> so let's start on the actual one person shows first up was Jackie with between two parents. James, what did you think? I, I thought that when she was talking about it when she was getting um when she was getting ready, I I thought I, I actually felt quite she came off it came off really warm and genuine and I thought that the performances actually had a lot of heart. It didn't have a lot of a lot of laughs. And I had to keep reminding myself that that's not the, that wasn't this challenge really. That the challenge here wasn't necessarily a comedy challenge. It was kind of a it was a one-woman show. You could pick to go anyway. Obviously, laughter is the best thing for to get a reaction. So I, 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 when I saw it, I was like, this isn't necessarily my bag, but I like it. It's fine. And she definitely deserves to be in the top. That was my, my, my opinion. It was an amazing concept. I loved the, the concept of the parents and the glasses. It was, a, it, was a, it was a big thing. And the differentiation between the characters, I could really tell comparing to other people that tried to do numerous characters. Um... Uh, and I thought it was funny uh, to an extent wasn't as funny as others so that's my little negative for her I have to say I actually really liked it and I even cried at it yeah when I first started I was thinking there aren't a lot of laughs maybe Rue won't like it but when I sort of sit back and evaluate it um, based on you know what I would like to go see if I was at like the Edinburgh Fringe Fest or anything hers was the top because I just you know just sort of yeah you, i i i would come in and agree with you i think it's the one that felt the most like a concept for an actual show where the the rest of them were a little bit sort of thrown together haphazard sort of gotta get through this challenge i yeah i i think she she definitely deserved it to she definitely deserved to, to place highly for it and i i it, I don't know because that story kind of came up last week as well about the fact that her father was such a supporter and her mother had had been someone who was a detractor and it was lovely for her to tie the two of them together and see how kind of even though they were both coming from opposite sides that they both loved her and wanted the best for her and that was a, like that was a really lovely message to, to bring through in it and as I said I kept bringing myself back to remember that it, this didn't need to be making you roll in the aisles la- rolling the aisles laughing that wasn't necessarily the point of this challenge and and it was it was kind of lovely and it, it did really make remind me that before we came into the season i was really excited for jackie cox i thought she was going to be great and she can be next up is crystal with phenomenal phil alexis what did you think of this absolutely amazing it was bloody brilliant the confidence just poured out of her the character was brilliant um it's such a risk as well uh dressing as a guy but still in drag like other um queens in the past did fall down in that one thing where they did end up going for a man but didn't keep the drag kind of persona or even the makeup. Sometimes people would do a man and then still have man makeup and you're like, mm, you should still have the drag makeup. So I I, I loved how she kept a really camp, a uh, big, massive, muscly man, but like 
a very feminine muscly man. It was brilliant. I, 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 I fill yourself, fill me up. I loved it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was fantastic. It was really clever and funny and unexpected. Um, and yeah, I thought exactly the same as Alexis there that the, um, we've seen people do boy drag on the show before to various degrees of success. Um, this is, you know, if you remember when Alaska did it in the season five challenge and it wasn't well received at all, obviously when Milk did it on the, the runway that one time, it kind of got kind of compliments for like, oh, for trying it. But I, I just thought that this brought it all together in a really, really powerful way. I thought it was really, um, it was, it was, it just really funny. And, and like, you know, bizarre yeah, so I and I loved it didn't really like, like I, didn't, I feel I didn't really get it I felt like everyone was laughing and it was a bit of physical comedy and it was fine and I thought she really shone I thought her personality really came across but I didn't really find it that funny and everyone else was roaring laughing and I was kind of <laughs> like what's going on I was on? just thinking about how I'd take it against that kitty litter challenge last week I was like that was terrible you can't you can't be doing that and this is good Crystal's doing like oh my god Crystal get into the litter box <laughs> next up was Heidi and the cookout with your cheeks out and again I thought this was a, a, a good sort of concept for a show and I really quite like comedy when you can clearly transition from character to character like it make it really really good comedy but like Ross Matthews said you know the, the distinction between the characters wasn't clear enough and kind of when you think about it the funniest character out of all of them is actually Heidi and she should have just sort of been more herself. Just like, couldn't get past that makeup, you know? Yeah. Um, I didn't... I zoned out during this. I couldn't really follow what was going on. Uh, there was bits when, when Ross was going on of like, oh, Uncle Slick. I do... Yeah, I was like, did, did I see that bit? I can't remember. Um, I... Yeah, I think that she didn't have any differentiation between the characters. It was all a bit haphazard. It sort of reminded me a bit of... Do you remember when in season three they did like a comedy challenge and Yara Sophia played a little dwarf man and it was all like scooting around on her knees kind of like... I was like, that's kind of what I got off Heidi's one-woman show. Yeah, but sometimes Rue loves a mess. <laughs> okay, next up was Gigi again. I thought this was good. Like when she came out, she said, reading the audience, that was great. But then you could tell she was sort of filling time and that's just makes the audience really awkward. I think she should have just went out there and read the, the audience because even though she said she didn't have like that improv spirit, she obviously does because she did well at Snatch Game. So if she just kind of came out and was like, and I went to her figure and just came out and read the audience. People would have loved it. Yeah, no, she was definitely nervous. You could see that off her. Um, the bits that landed, landed well. But then there was obvious periods where she was like, oh shit, what's coming up next? And you could see as she was coming to the end of one segment, she was already starting to stress about what's the next bit I'm going to. And she had a real, I, I think that kind of a lot of people have complained about her overall in this season being very overconfident. And one of the main so storylines in this episode was her kind of really confronting that overconfidence and seeing that it comes from a place of kind of, you know, being very hard on herself and wanting to do extremely well and not wanting to accept flaws that she may have. Uh, so I, I think that while she had a bad week in terms of the, the challenge, I think it'll probably do a lot for her like likability coming into the, fi- the f- coming to the final um let's just take a moment to talk about Karen yeah. um, <laughs> hi Karen um, I'm single um, fuck you Gary <laughs> poor Gary oh my god like I was so I felt so bad I loved I loved Gigi in this this was actually amazing um 
was it a push? Was it a stretch for her to come across as bitchy? Uh, maybe yes and maybe no, but I did love this whole concept. I thought it was funny from start to end, even though there was a little hiccup slightly in the middle. Um, he would call it more than a hiccup, but I thought it was pretty good. Uh, just seeing her really bitchy, I thought it was really funny. Yeah, because that was my favourite thing when she, she turned around to Gary and was like, distressed, <laughs> distressed dem- denim Gary? It's 2020, think about that. And I was just like, that was, that was hilarious. I want Gigi to read me in that way. She needs, she needs to be doing fashion photo review immediately. <laughs> Up next then is Sherry with Bubbles and Sherry. And we won't, we won't spend too long on her because she spent too long on stage. I thought they, they did a great job editing her by showing that she took too long. And because they showed so many different snippets, you didn't get any of the funny, so she didn't even come across well. I've I've just written evil Nina West. <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> yes, 100%. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's Nina's Glinda and Sherry is the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm. But you can tell she had a great patter and they obviously seem to love her. Um, but yeah. She took took too long, which was the downside. And then finally, Jada put the P in pageant. Um, Alexis, what do you think of this? Oh, this was painful to watch. It was so painful. Um, It's just a prime example of like, if the audience is not there, it just goes downhill. Um, If it was me, I would have played up to just insulting yourself so much more because that was the moment when it kind of just had a little glimpse of funny, but then it just got worse and worse. And it was kind of like... She thought crude humour would go down well and it didn't. People were uncomfortable by it. I just don't think she told the story very well. Um, yeah. Like, she's probably told that story better, but she maybe she just didn't get the right beats she had to hit in the story to tell the story because you're kind of... I was At one point, I was like, why... Why was he underneath you? Was he untiny? Like, I just was confused. And then by the time mm. the punchline came along, I was like, okay, you know, you hadn't built the tension enough for me to yeah. give you a laugh for that. And I actually no, I, think, sorry to interrupt, I actually think no, whenever you call yourself out for not for failing on stage, I don't think that makes everybody awkward rather than laughing. Yeah, I, I mean, I do think, but I suppose, yeah, it depends. Because I was thinking back to you know, when um, Sasha Velour was like, oh, well, that joke was funny in my head and everyone laughed. But that's also because she had told funny jokes prior to that. Yeah. So it was like kind of like one bum note among a symphony of, of hilarious New Jersey references. But yeah, no, I, I, I would be the same. If, if I'm at... If I'm at a comedy show and the comedian starts talking about how they're dying on stage, yeah. I die on the inside and want to be able to evaporate out of the room because it's so awkward. Because you want to laugh for them. You're like, I'm here to laugh. Just give me something I can laugh at. I'm sorry. I'm not doing, my, doing what I do. Uh, so that's the main challenge. Now, the runway. So category was the color purple in honor of Whoopi. First up is Jackie. With and did anyone under know this reference? It was like the purple eyed, purple um, horned monster. I don't know what it was. Uh, yeah, I've heard people refer like I. I think I've even on Drag Race heard people talk about the purple people eater because I think it, like that was part of the inspiration for Raja's entrance outfit back in season three. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes um, sense. And but yeah, I I I I thought it was a pretty fun, very different look for Jackie, and I quite liked it. it but I I don't know actually. Now that I'm looking at it, I kind of because looking at it on the Insta, we're looking at the Instagram, uh, the RuPaul's Drag Race official Instagram. Uh, I remembered 
Monique Hart, I think, did a similar thing where she had the, the a big eye and the like, the, the like the the eyebrow like that. They actually closed and opened. Mm. Whereas this does look a bit cheap. Yes, yes. She did take a big risk. It, it would have came across like really cheap and very costumey, but it it did. It just came together in the end, and I really like admire how different it was for her. Very out of character. I'm actually looking yeah. at the tights. The tights look, you know, like I'm a 12-year-old girl at a birthday party. And then <laughs> the, the boots are really sort of, I'm going to Glastonbury, but I still want to wear a heel. Like, I don't know, they do just sort of look a bit not really yeah. fashionable. Jada Essence Hall. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. This is just stunning. It's flawless. It is ab- absolutely. Absolutely just stunning. Uh, they, they, they're a big fan of these hats. I don't even know what what's weighed. Is it a fascinator? Is it a hat? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, none. I feel none of the actual items of clothing is anything new that we've seen. The concept is new, but she just did it really, really well and looked like, as they said, as you said, like perfection. Yeah. No. No. She. She was. Um, she was absolutely perfect. And I just think, like, even when you get to the bottom two with her and Heidi, and you look at the two outfits next to each other, it was just a case of the elevation of mm. of Jada's just spoke volumes yeah and she looks so sexy at it as well she really does she really does oh my god that makeup as well is unbelievable yeah definitely big big toot big toot for Jada and next up then we have my favourite Crystal (laughs) dressed like something out of the mighty boosh yeah yeah I wasn't sure what what the reference point for this was she said Nick Cave um I didn't quite get it. It was like a, a music animal thing. I'm not really sure. It's like an elephant, camouflage elephant. Yeah, camouflage cow elephant. I'm not sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I didn't understand what, what um, Michelle was saying with a totally yeah. different type of makeup. I just not thought that was, that, was, that was staple crystal makeup. Nothing bad about it, but I was like, you look at that and be like, that's crystal method. I, I thought that maybe it was because the makeup was very much back. It was kind of back to the, what she had done in the first week. Like, okay. it was, like I think it's, it's a more extreme version than we've seen the last couple of weeks. So maybe that's what Michelle said. It's like, oh, you've brought us back to where you were. Brought us back to that more mad version of, of where you were. Okay. At the beginning, that I I, I also didn't understand it because I was like, she's been doing similar stuff all all season. Yeah, yeah, I was confused. Uh, okay, who's next? Next up, then we had. Oh, this was my favorite of the whole night, even though it was simple and really basic. It was Gigi Good. Yes. As Daphne from Scooby Doo. Yeah, that was really clever. Trademark. I didn't really like the the tool arm pieces I would have rather they were the same uh, material as the actual dress but other than that I quite liked it even though actually now when I look at it the hair doesn't really suit her, suit her skin tone but no I'm, no I'm nitpicking there's something about the makeup that just looks a bit off about this look um, I think this is the first time I've actually seen Gigi in like drag makeup um, instead of fishy mm. makeup and I, all I could think straight away I saw was like oh green Oh my god, uh, Michelle <laughs> is going to be reeling, um, and that's what I have in massive letters in my notes. Oh my god, green! Um, but yeah, I only noticed that now that you say it, Ian. There's something about the hair that's not complementing uh, her skin tone. Yeah, the green tights are distracting. Did Daphne have green tights on? Oh, she did, didn't she? Yeah. Okay, right. I give it to her. I give it to her. Uh, you are you are right though. That there is something weird about the hair color in the face. Yeah, 
But I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a really fun concept. I liked it was. It was. It was. Uh, I, I love a concept, so I was happy with it. Last up, we had Heidi wearing a purple gown. No concept. Just beauty. Too, just, just, just beauty and glamour. Yeah. And I, I think she serves it. I think she does well. Like, I think that this is one of her best looks. You no, know, her makeup looks quite good. Purple really suits her skin tone. Um, yeah, the hair looks really great. Does. Like, it's a solid, solid attempt. Yeah. I get kind of Latrice Royale kind of vibes on Eve because it's like when you can't think of something, put on a nice dress. Literally, that's that's <laughs> all I think of when it comes to Latrice. So, like, I was just not down for this outfit. It's also kind of the same shade of purple as that sort of latex thing she had in All Stars, the Latrice yeah. Royale thing. So maybe that's, uh, maybe that's mm. what's in your subconscious. Yeah. I, I do think I, I think you can tell like when you when you look through the the images because we can talk about Sherry's we don't have a picture here of Sherry's look but Sherry's kind of um, Cheshire Cass look as well I hated that I, I thought the, the makeup on the eyes and the lips was, was pretty interesting I thought it was cool but I just I could like she looked uncomfortable to look at and I understand Cheshire Cass is a bit like that but why wasn't the smile bigger oh that's true actually why wasn't the smile bigger um, she didn't want to look guilty. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sherry Pie, your smile is too small. <laughs> um, but no, I think that the overall, all the other queens either like had super elevated looks or really interesting concepts, and I think that with Heidi, hers was just very basic. Like you're saying, Alexis, it's just kind of drag pageant yeah. game. And and I think that that's, that probably goes to show, I mean, something of what they talk about, the the disparity between, say, small town drag queens competing in drag race who don't have the budget going into it and the kind of, like, big city ones. Very true. Who who are able to kind of get the, like, designers and, and like, get the stuff produced for them in a way. The results, so our Crystal wins, Jackie is high, Gigi is safe, Sherry is low, and Jada and Heidi lip sync. Would you have agreed with that, James? Yeah. I thought that was. I thought it was. It was. It was. It was fair and correct. I think for it felt like that was the the right and deserved result. Yeah, I've been waiting for weeks for this to happen. Uh, <laughs> 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 for uh, Crystal to win or for Jada to lip sync? For Jada and Heidi to lip sync and for like, okay, it was just they were just Jada was just drifting in the background and just wasn't on my radar. And um, yeah, it was time to go. Um, talking about Crystal's win, um, as you said, uh, I think you said last week, um, Crystal will never win. She'll never win. It's too late in the season. <laughs> um, and I thought of that straight away, and I was like, "Ha ha, you were wrong." <laughs> well, I actually on that point, I looked up some stats of queens who have won a challenge for the first time late in the competition. So, um. Yara Sophia had currently held the record by winning her first challenge on episode 11, which was two episodes away from the final. Miss Cracker also won on episode 10, which is two episodes away from the final. Rebecca Glasscock won on episode 5, which was also two episodes away from the the, the final. But now Crystal will have beaten that record because she won on episode 11, which is one episode away from the final. So she's got a new record under her belt as winning sort of her first challenge, the latest into the game. Record breaker, record breaker, crystal method. That is the crystal method. It's you. It's, you come in, 
you get overlooked for weeks and weeks and weeks despite absolutely magnificent performances and then finally you get your recognition right before the final yeah i probably would rather do it the sharon needles approach (laughs) (laughs) yeah the bianca del rio approach is probably the the better one (laughs) well speaking of bianca del rio jada failed to reach bianca's um goal of being able to skate through the whole competition without even being low she ends up in the bottom I mm-hmm. probably and maybe it's my Jada bias I do quite like Jada would have probably liked to see Gigi lip sync I do think Jada was probably worse in the challenge but Jada has had a better momentum and than Gigi has last few weeks and that seems to matter to the judges I would um, yeah I, I, I can actually see I can see that because and I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks that I felt like Gigi has deserved in the last maybe three weeks, a place in, in the bottom two. I, I think that like this week, her performance was, her concept was good and her delivery was sort of most of the way there. Um, And then her runway look was strong as well. Whereas with Jada, I just think her performance wasn't there at all. Her runway look was definitely better than, than, uh, than Gigi's. It, it, either of them could have ended up in the bottom, but I think it was fairer based on this episode that it was that it was uh, that it was Jada another fact so Heidi is uh, only one of four queens to have survived three lip syncs during their time on the main uh, version of Drag Race um, I mean I know that Coco is the only one that I'll know yeah Coco is one of them oh Cameron Michaels yeah. um, you, you can use this for one of your quiz questions over Zoom <laughs> <laughs> I can't think Alexis any idea no, no idea. No, uh, Juju B. Oh wow, oh. really? <laughs> it's been so yeah. long that I forgot. <laughs> well, she's back, <laughs> back in All Stars now, so you'll see that wonderful <laughs> lip syncing. Um, but Rue gave them such a pep talk, like to first of all saying like, "I wish you guys could be my favorite six forever," and then when Heidi was eliminated, which I thought was the, the right choice in the lip sync, by the way, he gave her such a talk, like being like, "You're such a oh, star, no. go by property here," like you. Ah! Yeah, that was I. I was re- I loved that. I was like, "This is because it, it's so rare to see genuine emotion from RuPaul and see genuine connection." from RuPaul that to see how much he obviously genuinely likes this group of queens that they've put together for the show and then also how much he's connected to, to Heidi um, I think it bodes well for Heidi because I think that means Ru will really take Heidi under under his wing mm. uh, for the future and also just for these queens hopefully the fact that Ru is so behind them as a group means that there'll be some way of putting some sway to try and help them get past the fact that they really have had a shocking turn of events and a shocking look with with the screening and the, the the screening of their season. Like there's just so many kind of there's so much has gone wrong. Do you remember at the beginning of this season we thought the worst thing that was going to happen all season was Heidi having to go in A and E because she ate kale. <laughs> and then now here we are, just a few weeks later. It's a global pandemic and Sherry Pie is some sort of an awful whatever she is. Mm. And the whole season has had these different things. But no, I hope that I hope that they do get some more recognition because we're a very strong cast. So, Alexis, we've five queens left. Only four are going to make it to the final. Who is going to trip and stumble at the final episode next week? Um, I think the edit has been setting it up for Gigi to have a big fall. Um, <gasps> and Crystal is going to win. <laughs> You think so? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I was thinking that. I had that moment of realization. I was like, "Oh my god, Crystal might win." 
I, and I, I, I would be very, very down for that. Of yeah, course. I mean, I, but I, I think I, I see her getting to the final now. I think she'll pip Jackie to to the final because yeah. Jackie hasn't won anything. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Evie won the whole season of being weird and having won one challenge. Could Crystal do it too? I, I, I think that certainly Crystal's track record in the competition is stronger than Evie's was um, overall. Like, and that she's been very, very, she's been in the top. She's been in the top two She's basically been in the top two for the last three or four weeks. Mm. Um, and I think that she's had a momentum behind her that could definitely push her over the edge. I do think that it's likely to be both Jackie's time to go next week and kind of irrelevant. Because if they do, because the top, top four, if Sherry is involved, Sherry would be eliminated. And I'm assuming they'll bring back the... Um, I'm assuming they'll bring back whoever went. I mean, the fact that we think the final is going to be over Zoom, it's a change format anyway. They they probably won't bring back a fourth queen. I I would say they're probably going to do solo performances, like season eight. Oh, with the like legs for days, fat feminization. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm guessing. And to be honest, I actually think if Drag Race is supposed to recreate what it's like being a drag queen in the outside world. That is the all of Drag Queen's actual reality right now. So it is actually a relevant challenge. Yeah, that's true, actually. And, and it, it'll be... I think that if it, if it's to go that direction, I think it, could, it will really favour Crystal if Crystal is in the final because she has such an outside-the-box kind of creativity. So she'll... If she's having to use sort of bits and pieces she's found around her house to put together a performance that's recorded over Zoom, she'll be able to do something really interesting, different and creative, probably more so than the likes of a Jada or a, a Gigi might do. I think Gigi also has great out-of-the-box thinking. Like, we've seen a good few videos just on Instagram of her performing. Like, do you see that wig reveal where she flipped it back and it turned into another wig? Like, she has a lot of tricks up her sleeve and I think they will serve her well in her bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not in that way. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today, Alexis. Where can we find you uh, online? What, what are you doing? Tell us a bit more. What's kind of keeping you occupied in quarantine? So I do a YouTube channel, award-winning Awkward James. Um... I know. Mm. Yes, gala award thief Alexis Ruva. <laughs> um, I do a YouTube channel where I share my transition. It's called Alexis's Transition. Um, I'm also very active on Instagram. I would argue I'm more uh, active on Instagram than I am YouTube, only because I'm like so afraid of YouTube these days. Um, so that is um, another Insta person, 2019. <laughs> But um, I'm more creative on that and TikTok as well. I'm <laughs> uh, basic uh, so girl conf- humor. Confused by so confused by TikTok. That's <laughs> I I only got into it like there two weeks ago and I got obsessed with it because uh, lesbian TikTok is absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> and you just been the hashtag over twenty fives over thirties and. TikTok is not for kids. It's bloody brilliant and it's so funny. <laughs> cool. See, James doesn't understand it because he was born before DeBarge's Rid of the Night came out. So you see, <laughs> it's true. Um, <laughs> when are we get? When are we getting back to letter writing? Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So another episode down. Only one more to go until we have some sort of the finale or reunion thing. Yeah, the, the uncertainty is killing us. We're 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 powering towards a future we don't understand, know, or want. Um, but yeah, so one one interesting though. I don't know if you noticed in the little teaser for the for the episodes to come next week that they're all back in their en- workroom entrance looks. So I'm 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 excited to see what that means. And what what the challenge like what element of the song? Because I'm assuming this is the song challenge next week. So what element of the song that um, that falls into? Rue hasn't had an album out, so I'm trying to think what even song it could be. I'm sure he has a few in the vaults, like Prince. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I can't believe um, I just compared RuPaul's musical prowess to Prince. That is that is sacrilege. I know RuPaul is so much better. <laughs> Uh, don't forget that on our Instagram at the moment we are running the Sissy Pod Smackdown 2020 uh, where we are pitting queens together uh, pitting, uh, randomly pitting queens head to head over the course of a number of rounds we're coming up to the end of round one our 64 is being narrowed down to 32 and there's been some interesting matchups and there's been a few um, kind of surprise knockouts and a couple of like really gut-wrenching decisions to have to make when I had to choose between Adore and Bianca I mean my heart, it's Sophie's choice. My heart broke. My heart broke. For me and Yeah, if and you are an Azure fan, I'd be jumping on online now if you listen to the day this comes out because she's currently losing against Chad Michaels and you might be want that to change. Yeah, you could you could be. And and also if you're a Pearl fan, you want to get on there and um I don't know, check your decisions. Make up fake accounts. Because <laughs> she is <laughs> Do being, whatever you need. she is being hammered by um Jinx Monsoon. I mean, if we're not giving you enough content, we've been running our fantasy league the the whole series, except for the two weeks that we took a gap. Again, this week was a different, and the winner this week is Instagram user Lindsay Anna Victorious. Congratulations! She won by a considerable amount this week. And I said last week that I would give you an update on the leaderboard for the series. So have have a top five for us. So at num- and fifth position is is me, <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately James, you came seventh. So I'm currently winning the two of us. But there's only four points between us. So next week could be could be all the difference. In fourth position is the aforementioned Lindsay Anna Victoria. Third place is Instagram user. Oh sorry, joined second. Apologies, our Instagram users Gorf Good Boy and Corden the BFG. And currently in the lead. But 108 points is Instagram user Insta Ryan Grams. Congratulations. Oh, he is going to be gloating the town down, <laughs> I'm sure. I'd get that on my CV, to be honest. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> okay, so we're back on Wednesday with another episode of uh, Secret Celebrity Drag Race. And I had a peek at the celebs. And I'm, I know and I'm a fan of two of them. So that's exciting. Okay, well then, until then, uh, you can follow us on Instagram. That's where you'll find all the fancy league and SmackDown stuff about at sissy.pod. Um, yeah, just get in touch, interact. We want to hear what your thoughts on the episode were. Did you agree? Did you not agree? We are living for that, that, that contact in this COVID world. Exactly, please. Yeah, we're, we're, we're whoopee cushion the blow. Okay, we'll see you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>